Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM. It is the man DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. Now, as promised, you know, we do have our special guest for the evening. Now, this lady right here, we go way back to like Air Force Ones and White Tees, basically. You know, meeting on the set of uh <laughs> Rogers Television in Mississauga, Saga City stand-up, y'all already know. Uh, now I have grown and seen this woman to accomplish many things in her career. Uh, she is a social media expert. She creates her own content, and she does a lot of live events, whether it's MMA or red carpets, and you get to see her on a weekly basis on the watch list. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about a person who wants you to be true to yourself on each and every step of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, I am in the building with Bridget Truong. Bridget, welcome to the show show daniel thank you for having me that was the greatest introduction ever written in radio history i, I that try was an ego boost thank I, you so much I, for that i try i try you know <laughs> just for you 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 get one of these right here Ooh, there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh i feel cooler i feel like my cool game has uh-huh. stepped up a few notches you know, just for being on the show you know a hundred thousand trillion yes kind of like that exactly That's you nailed it up. yeah thanks for having me how you doing i'm good man how about yourself great like Amazing, especially now that I'm here and catching up with you. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been a, you know from time. You know, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You said all those great things about me, but look at you. You have a radio show, <laughs> stop, dude. Come on. Stop. You trying to get a black guy to blush? For you know how hard that is. Jeez. <laughs> is that possible? Uh, could be. Yeah, we'll see. We may have to try like twice as hard. You know, because you know. Well, I think I have all, 45 minutes. So yeah. Okay. You know. What? You know. Let, let's make it happen. Okay. How about that? Yeah. All right. So enough about me. Let's get into you right now. Um, so what made you want to start you know, a career in uh, media? You know what? As a kid, I always was just super fascinated with storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always knew that I was going to get into television. My favorite show as a kid, believe it or not, was Entertainment Tonight. Hey. With Mary Hart and Bob Goen. Okay. No one knows who Bob Goen is because that's a way back playback. That's <laughs> like he was the first male co-host on Entertainment Tonight oh, back wow. in the day. So that's like the real throwback <laughs> Thursday then. Total TBT. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag holla. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just knew I always wanted to tell stories and I love people. I love meeting new people. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And honestly this may shock you i actually didn't go to school uh immediately for journalism i Mm -hmm. went to university for psychology and communications because i had no idea how to actually get to where i wanted to get yeah um so i did that and then i pursued further education at Mm -hmm. humber college uh, taking journalism and then yeah one thing led to another and here i am that's so it's all about the journey that's kind of the nutshell story though the nutshell yeah yeah. pretty much without too much of the details it's like the gist basically that's the gist gist. (laughs) but yeah in in a nutshell i just wanted to become mary hart the asian version and there you go i'm I'm getting there you're getting there you're getting there (laughs) yeah now you're gonna be the next Bridget Chuang. How about that? Holla! There you be go. True to yourself, Daniel. There you go. Be true to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. So you know, a lot of what has to go into our business is basically paying your dues. You know, and that goes into any other business, regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, what was it like for you on the come up after you had graduated from uh, your studies? Yeah. You know what? Before I even graduated, I started volunteering at Rogers Television, which is where I met you. Yeah. Um, and I started interning. At mm-hmm. different media outlets as well. So mm-hmm. this was before I pursued further education after university. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about who you know. It really you is. know you, you know how it is. 
is. Hold on, I gotta. Woo! Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, preach it. It's it's an industry that's all about networking. Yeah. I mean, you obviously have to be talented in what you do as well, and be passionate with what you're doing. Of course. Um, but it it helps to you know create a very positive brand for yourself and mm-hmm. a great image and align yourself with people mm-hmm. who can kind of lift you into a. a, a position that you want to be in exactly and you also gotta like gotta create your own doors in that sense as well 100 percent, you do and you know what like you and i know volunteering is so important in this industry it really is it really is and it's not about sometimes you think you come out of school you want to make that cheddar but it's not about the money especially at the beginning you really have to earn your earn your keep so to speak yeah absolutely and like i said meet the right people and uh just show show them your worth so it's not the monetary gain, it's the experiential gain that really got me where I am. That's what's up. Yeah. <clears throat> now, pretty much you 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 carry, or sorry, you cover like a variety of events, basically. So you've covered mm-hmm. like MMA, you've covered like um, um, red carpet mm-hmm. events and like pop culture in general, basically. So what is it, what's it like to go back and forth in between uh, the different like subgenres that yeah. you go through in media? Honestly, I'm, I have to say I'm super lucky um, to have the opportunities that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I love entertainment. That's really where my heart is. But yeah. I also love MMA and boxing. It's so much fun. I don't know if you're a fan of those sports. Oh, trust me. I grew up on boxing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? It's so much fun. Um, and it's it's really fun to talk about. So going back and forth, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Because you get to switch up the content and you get to meet people from both sides of the industry yeah so it's really cool to sit down like we just had tiff it's really cool to sit down with some of the biggest stars like susan sarandon mm-hmm. or let's say christopher Plummer. hello sound of music <laughs> um, but then on the other side of things it's nice to switch it up and then maybe get a chance to talk to gsp yes um or dana white mm-hmm. you know so uh it kind of keeps things fresh and it keeps you on your feet and up to date in terms of pop culture and I feel like Dana White would give you like a really good soundbite because he's the kind oh, of guy always. who has like zero filter. Zero filter. He always gives you the best soundbites. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's honest. Yeah. And that's what you want in an interview. Someone who's candid and does not hold back. Exactly. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. Trust yeah. me. Like, I kind of feel like he's like the Mark Cuban mm-hmm. of UFC basically or just MMA in general. Oh, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant business guy. Absolutely. Yeah. And he definitely is. I mean, look how much money he's making off of the UFC. Like, I know. It's become like the dominant like combat sport, right? Like, And really Box has been taking a nosedive because of it. Like, It's kind of bittersweet because well, I like MMA, but I also love boxing because I grew up on that as well. Yeah. Like, so. You know what? Boxing is going to be one of those timeless sports. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's challenging right now because, um, you know, the heavyweight division used to be so packed. To. So packed. Come on. Um, like, we're little... talking Tyson. <laughs> I know. Holyfield, Bruno, like yeah. too many people. Now, like yeah. now, it's just Mayweather and just making a rain, basically. Not, right? well, and he recently announced his retirement, retirement. quote unquote. We don't believe uh, you can need we... more people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the biggest stars, the biggest faces of boxing are kind of, you know, yeah, like seeing the careers come to an end, which is a shame. But I have hope, Daniel. Yeah. One of these days, we're going to get uh, the next Tyson. We, we, let's hope so. As yeah. long as he's not biting people's ears and like that, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Although, that'll make for uh, an interesting story. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, while we're kind of on the topic, um, why do you think MMA has risen like exponentially over boxing over the last few years? I think it's been more than a few years, actually. I think maybe, like, let's say... 10 years? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll say 10 years. I agree, yeah. You know what? I think it's, it's in large part, it's due to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's Dana White. Mm-hmm. It's the Fertitta brothers who really crafted, um, like really strategically crafted this organization to mm-hmm. become 
not just like a a blood sport, but it's a spectacle. (laughs) It is. You know what I mean? They fill up arenas internationally. Mm -hmm. um, And they're one of the only sports that's been able to do that. And for good reason. Mm -hmm. And you know, when they first started as well, they had so many stars, so many key players. Mm -hmm. You had the Chuck Liddell's, you had the GSPs. Um, you had the Randy Couture's Rampage. You have the Rampages, the Jacksons, Anderson all of Silva. it. Yeah, the Silva. John exactly. Bones Jones, my dude. Yeah, we can keep going, right? So I think, and Ronda Rousey, hello. Yes. Hello, Fortune just named her like mm-hmm. top 40 under 40. And I think she's probably the biggest star that they have right now. Right now, I would say so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's fantastic and she's, she's the whole package. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think they've just been able to really uh, turn this into a huge spectacle and really pick out key players mm-hmm. and hone in on their key skills to make them who they are. It's, it's really exciting to see and has been for a long time now. And I agree 110%. Yeah. Now, we're going to get into a little bit more about MMA, about you, of course, and yeah. other things in between. But before we get to that, let's play some games around here I on love Core Radio. Games. I love games, too. Four games, or what are we talking here? Uh, so we got two <laughs> games on deck. We got two games on deck. One of them is a fairly recent game that I instituted way back in the summer. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people love it. So we're going to get to that one right now. This one is called Cool or Uncool, all right? Ooh, I cannot wait. All right. So just to give you a heads up, you know, the track that I got playing in the background is from a very popular hip hop group from the mid 90s called Diggable Planets. And this is their hit single, Cool Like That. So, of course, it's only fair (laughs) that we play Cool Like That on Cool Radio for Cool and Uncool. Now, here's how it follows. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios, a few scenarios here and there. And you're basically going to tell me whether it's cool or uncool. Okay. And feel free to give me uh, some uh, detail as to why you think it's cool or uncool. All right. So, first up, eating a box of pizza to yourself, cool or uncool? What kind of pizza? Let's go classic. Let's go pepperoni, pepperoni and cheese. And is there a brand involved or no brand? I didn't think about that actually. <laughs> let's let's throw a, let's throw a wrench in there. How about Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay, dope. Cool. I've had Pizza Hut in years, man. I need to yeah. rekindle our our love that's affair. Fair. I think it's cooler, especially if it's stuffed crust. Oh yes. <laughs> Okay, let me not let me not like first I went there. The board. I just went you there. did. You yeah. really took it there. All right. Um, the end of summer. Cool or uncool? Uncool. I'm still heartbroken. Really? Over the fact. It's only been two days. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I I am not ready to say goodbye this summer just yet. Yeah. You know. Fair enough. Fair uncool. enough. How about this? How about this? Um, patio season not being over just yet. Cool or uncool? Cool. All right. Um, let's see here. John Bones Jones, cool or uncool? Uh-oh. Uh, inside the octagon or outside the octagon? Inside the octagon. Cool. Cool oh, as man. a cucumber. Do you think he's going to make a comeback anytime soon? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because I know he's like suspended indefinitely, but like... We need to know like some sort of timeline because he was the only reason why I was watching UFC for yeah. it, man. And then he got suspended, so now I'm kind of like, I know. The hell am I watching this for? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. You're not the only one who feels that way. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the UFC is a business. It is. Um, of course, there's a lot of controversy surrounding him and why he is suspended indefinitely. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. I I don't want to say he will be back. I don't want to say that he won't be back. But I would not be surprised if. You either confirm or deny the events that took place. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah. of course, the organization would not look very good at that. So it's tough. It's it's a gray area. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, do you know about the Nick Diaz story by any chance? I do know about the Nick Diaz. Okay, story. so let me ask you this: yeah. Is is it cool or uncool that he got suspended for five years? 
it is beyond uncool. I have to admit so as well. It is well. beyond uncool. And can we go into the specifics of that? Please, let's, yes, do so. The man is suspended for five years for testing positive for marijuana. Mm-hmm. Okay? I understand. He should not be smoking marijuana as a star athlete. But if anything, the effects of marijuana would impede his skill set inside the octagon. Mm-hmm. It would not benefit him in any way. Exactly. Um, and it's for five years for him to be That's rough. Five year That's penalty? rough. That's how do you even explain that? He must have slept with Dana Dana White's wife or something, <laughs> man, because how are you getting okay, here's why I don't get it. It's ridiculous. I think Jones uh, tested positive for cocaine. Uh, in one of his last fights, I think it was against a Cormier, but he was able to like still continue the fight though, regardless, because it, it was it happened before the fight. But nonetheless, it's like where do we like draw the line? You know what I mean? Like five years—that's a lot. Five years is a long time for some weed. Have, yeah, and then you have fighters in MMA and boxing, combat sports in general, who test positive uh, for signs of weed. Yeah, and they don't get five years; they might get two or three, mm-hmm. probably less most mm-hmm. of the time. It's just unheard of, and it's obviously sparked a lot of controversy. And you, I don't know if he's going to actually have that kind of sentence uh, long term. I he has o- lawyers, and a lot of people are really, really angry about this. Yeah, I, I can imagine it needs to get yeah. reduced immediately. Yeah. And uh, one more, um, Ronda Rousey as arguably the most dominant female in sports right now. Cool or uncool? The coolest thing ever. True, true. The coolest thing ever. I think she is dominant, but, like, I kind of have, like, I want to throw, like, a little caveat in there. Like, would she be as dominant, you know, if her competition wasn't so, like, inferior? I I don't, I wouldn't say that her competition is inferior. She's faced some of the most elite female athletes out there. Mm-hmm. And Holly Holmes, for example, um, is an Olympian. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. She's just in a category of her own, to yeah. be honest. She is... I don't know if you've read her book, Mm-mm. but it's insanely inspiring. Mm-hmm. And she just does not take no for an answer. She I refuses to fail. And uh, she just brings it each and every time. Mm-hmm. And you see her game face when she walks oh, yeah. out there. No. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. You, Jeez. Uh, I don't care how long you've trained for the fight. Yeah. <laughs> you see that face staring that is at you insane. from the other side of the, uh, the octagon. You're sweating. And what did she call herself? A, a do-nothing bitch? I'm not no do-nothing bitch. I think that's what she calls herself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, you need to put that on a t-shirt yeah. and get that trademarked. Yeah. Me, personally, I feel like the most dominant female in sports right now is Serena Williams because she had an incredible year. Like, she yeah. almost went through the entire year without losing any of her, uh, any any tournament whatsoever. And what's so impressive about, uh, impressive about Serena Williams is that she's been doing this for so long. Yes. She's been competing for so long and yes. she's, it's like she hasn't peaked yet. I mean, it's so you, scary. It is scary. Like, what else do you have yeah, like she's prove. over thirty and she's still performing at her prime. Like, yeah, the only, it's nuts. Like you only see this from like great, great athletes from like let's say a Derek Jeter or a Michael Jordan or as, as I much as I hate to say this, Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. But she's still performing. And that's insane. Yeah, you. I I don't know what more she can really prove, but there's tons. I'm sure she's just in a league of her own. I feel like at this point, beating Serena is just as good as winning a tournament. I think that's <laughs> yeah, how good that it is. <laughs> setting the bar real high for real yeah. by the way this is super random yes i know i had this conversation with a friend the other day mm-hmm. is drake dating serena williams or one of the williams sisters or is that he's dating serena. serena is he really he is has that been confirmed i think so 
I think so yeah. because um, they were caught eating dinner together at a couple of, like small places here and there. But can't they just he be was, friends? Yeah, but I wouldn't want to just be friends with Serena. Like, that's Serena. <laughs> that's Serena Williams. That's yeah, Serena. That's like that's that true. body is on fleek. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, uh, I can't argue with that. Just uh, sorry, just, I got a thirsty moment. <laughs> oh man, but nonetheless, sorry, I had to replenish myself. Anyways, um, next game on deck. Uh, this one may have to do a little bit with thirst. Uh, this one is called "I'd Quit the Game." Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, Bridget. Yes. You are in an alternate universe uh, where you are the Bachelorette. You know, oh you are wheeling, dealing, jet flying, limousine riding, profile, and all that good stuff. Wait, are you assuming that I am, or you're saying hypothetically? Hypothetically, speaking? okay. Speaking. I'm like, you don't know me at all. Okay? <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know all where right. I've been. Yeah, through. you have no idea. <laughs> but nonetheless, in an alternate universe, in a fourth okay. dimension somewhere, okay. you are living the the bachelorette life now. Okay. There comes a point in time where everyone must quit the game. You know, they must mm. settle down, have the family with the white picket fence and the tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, all that Sad good stuff. Too. I'm just Second saying. Second, we're living it. Okay, okay. Go in ahead. this alternate universe. Okay. But nonetheless, if you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Channing Tatum? Okay. Or Ryan Gosling? Interesting. You know what? I don't have the hots for either of them. Really? That's so weird. Okay, so Channing Tatum or Ryan Gosling. You know what? I'm going to go with Ryan Gosling. Okay. And just curious, who is your celebrity crush if you have one? My celebrity crush? Yes. I Okay, it's, I think it's strange to say that I don't have one. But fair enough. If I had to pick one, I'd yeah. go with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair I like enough. those kind of guys, like... Funny, like quirky, and funny. quirky, funny. They don't take themselves too seriously, uh, and they're just all about having a good time. You know I assume what? that's who you know what I appreciate that because I feel right? like too many people get like too superficial these days. Like, no. oh, this guy be six foot day with tight abs and you know just muscles on muscles. It's just like what? What about the personality though? You know what I that mean? That has zero substance. For, <laughs> Thank you. Woo! I need to get that, by the way, on my phone. Don't I, worry. I'll I hook want- you up on that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have Bridget Truong in the building. She is making my night right now because she's speaking the truth. Ladies, I hope you all listening up. But nonetheless, what we're going to do, we're going to go to another commercial break, and we're going to play some more Canadian content. And this one comes from my man, Dell Hartley, and this one's called Ready to Go. So after the break, we have Trip Talk, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You are now tuning to CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Um, I still got my homegirl, Bridget Truong, in the building, a.k.a. Be True. Holla. <laughs> you already know. It doesn't sound as good as DM Cool, but I mean, nah, nah, I'll nah, stick nah. With it for I, now. I co-signed that name. I co-signed. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter one time. I was like, "Yo, this kind of flies." Really? I like that. Yeah. My initials, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I just figured it out maybe three years ago. Nice. And I was like, "Wow, I'm a little late to the party." But. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> Never late, but always on time. That's what my man Nas says. <laughs> Preach. Definitely. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to get into trip talks. That's three topics in three minutes, talking about the latest and the greatest that happened in the world of pop culture. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, let's get to the damn thing, shall we? So first thing on the docket is uh, an actress by the name of Nancy Lee Grand. Now, she caught a lot of flack on social media on Sunday because of her criticism of 
the award recipients for uh, best leading actress in a series, which was Viola Davis. Now, what was significant about that win is the fact that Davis was the first African-American woman to have won this award. And she had a very heartfelt speech um, to uh, cap it all off, basically. And one of the things that she said during her in her speech, actually, was basically saying that there's not a lot of opportunities for women of color to break through the entertainment industry in, in this fashion. So Nancy, being the hater that she is, <laughs> um, said the following. <clears throat> she said, and I quote, I wish I loved Viola Davis' speech, but I thought she should have let Shondar Rhimes write it. Okay. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda yeah. Rhimes. Okay. Yeah. Pardon me. And then she also goes into more detail about her hateration. And uh, <laughs> she went to Twitter for more of it. And she says the following, and I quote, as she's drinking her bottle of gin, possibly. I'm a effing actress for 40 years. None of us get respect or opportunity we deserve. Emmys, not venue for racial opportunity. All women, and she said this all in caps, all women belittled. And then she even says, I think she's the bee's knees, but she's elite of TV performers. Brilliant as she is, she has never been discriminated in her life. Now, for me personally... When she said the following, she has never been discriminated in her life. I said the following to myself. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop fucking lying. Like, why lie? Why? I mean, oh, as, a, as a minority, you're always going to get discriminated against regardless. Now, for me, this reeked reeked of white privilege just the stench of it was just foul like to me this is like saying this is like somebody saying oh why is it black lives matter it should be all lives matter but anyways i love that we're two minorities here are talking about this right right, this right? it's poetic justice i know <laughs> yeah this is fantastic exactly um, um bridget your take Nancy, please i think it's a little ignorant to say that all women in hollywood are belittled mm -hmm. first of all how do you know that? Exactly. Second, <laughs> secondly, um, I think, like, to be honest, I've never heard of Nancy before. Me either. And I think it's incredible that she's been an actress for four decades. Which means she's not doing something right. <laughs> that, well, that's what I'm saying. Think of all of these female actresses who have had longevity in the industry. Mm -hmm. Hello, um, Susan Sarandon. Mm -hmm. uh, just to name one of them, Meryl mm -hmm. Streep. Talk about it. I'm, I'm just saying Nancy sounds a little bitter. Bitter to say the least. Uh, I, I, was she nominated for something this year? Was she nominated for an Emmy and didn't win? She something? was probably nominated for Best Hater, I guess. But I, mean, but I mean, and if she wanted maybe to speak out, because this is kind of controversial. She's mm -hmm. speaking out about, uh, like, uh, uh, sorry. Um, uh, so like equality, uh, basically. Yes, sorry, I forget her name. Why is her name? Uh, Viola Davis? Viola Davis. Yes, yes, yes. She's speaking about Viola Davis, who has made history mm -hmm. in, in this category at the Emmys, uh, which is obviously controversial. And she's saying this, maybe to get some sort of attention mm -hmm. and to put herself in the spotlight because yeah. let's face it, she's not really in the spotlight right. very often. Uh, but I think it's a really sad attempt if that's the honest truth. I know, right? And this is probably the yeah. only spotlight that she's getting. So um, I certainly check in the mail by Friday. First of all, uh, <laughs> also, what, one more thing. Women are belittled in the Hollywood. What is she doing right now? Can I get a woo-hoo? Like, you are harping on a female actress and who's your colleague. 
essentially. Exactly. Why not raise each other up? Exactly. Instead of bring each other down like a crab in a bucket mentality. Yeah. But because you didn't win, Ugh. you want to bring somebody else down. But hey, that's none of our business. No. Uh, sip some tea real quick. Pinkies up, people. Yeah. Pinkies up. We, we honestly, that haterade is not welcomed here. It definitely is. So Nancy, isn't. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're not. I don't think she's really going to garner much of a following after no, this. No, man, she might get yeah. her role reduced in general hospital. She may. She may. Yeah. She like, better. Good luck with that. For real. <laughs> but anyways, let's uh, keep it moving from uh, haterade to dirty sprite because uh, Future, uh, who came out with an album called Dirty Sprite not long ago, also came out with a project with Drake, a collaborative collaborative project entitled what a time to be alive now a lot of people have been hyping up this project for the last couple of weeks ever since you know it was rumored that they would be coming out with something together and then it came out this past week and a lot of people are on opposite ends of the spectrum either pardon me they really like it or they really hate it so my thing is you know when two megastars come together to do a project should we expect the very best to come out of them bridget I think naturally we do, right? <coughs> you have like two mega star powers and their worlds colliding. Naturally, yeah. as a music fan, you're going to go, oh my God, something yeah. incredible is going to happen and my eardrums are going to be blown to bits. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's naturally you assume that. Um, and that's what they want. I think when they like link up with someone who has as much clout as they do, yeah. they're going to say, we're going to make some magic happen here. Yeah, it's going to happen. Exactly. Grammys, here we come. I know, right? Um, So yeah, I think it's fair to totally expect that. Fair enough. My my thing is like with Drake and Future, I feel like they're very two different artists and like I've never understood why Drake has this somewhat of a fascination for Future. And I've noticed this over like the last couple of years. Really? Oh yeah. It's yeah. just like he always wants to collaborate with him. He speaks highly of him all the time, which is cool, I guess. But then they've also had their fair share of drama. Like I remember Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Like there was one I'm moment. So um what was it? I think Future critiqued uh one of Drake's projects or something like that. He's like, oh it wasn't that good. Like it was okay, I mm-hmm. guess. And then ironically enough uh, Future was actually a part of Drake's tour that year and Drake allegedly kicked him off the tour. What? And then afterwards, uh, Future planned to sue Drake for, for losses of yeah. profit or what have you and I guess he settled it after court, out, out of court afterwards. So I find it very peculiar that they're now coming together to do a project. So it's pretty weird, you know, in my estimation. Okay, well, here's my stance on Drake and I'm a huge fan of his music okay. and who he is because I think he's very methodical with his brand yeah. and how he shapes his image. So let's go back to Chris Brown. Okay. He had that feud with Chris Brown, remember, during the Rihanna phase. Yeah. But then didn't they collaborate after the whole club debacle and whatnot? I think so. I just so. feel like every time there's some kind of negative spotlight on Drake, yeah. maybe sometimes one that he creates for himself, he kind of regrets it and he quickly tries to to mend it. Uh-huh. And, you know what I mean? And kind of change it into a positive thing. Yeah. So uh, maybe now it's kind of like, well, I don't I don't want this negative image. I don't want to have this weird thing with future. Mm-hmm. Let's get together and let's make some magic happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why that was my impression of Drake, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Like he yeah. would talk like that. No, no, it's more like, ah, uh, like you got to do like the hand waving or the, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real. No, yeah. that could be it though. That could be it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, you normally see that like when it comes to like big name artists who come together, like you, like the, hype is there like when jay-z and r kelly did the best of both worlds like back in like the early 2000s or even when jay-z and kanye came together for watch the throne like i never thought that would happen in a million years it's true like when i when i hear about two artists saying oh we're gonna do a project i'm like yeah whatever okay just like give me a release date you know and personally if 
two artists have or had current like previous beef yeah. with one another and then they try to squash that beef by collaborating and doing something together mm-hmm. to me i kind of think of it like maybe it's kind of like makeup sex <laughs> do you know what i mean so like it must be magical <laughs> do you believe in magic, magic. i do <laughs> um, so like yeah that's how i view it and i'm like it better be damn good possibly man you never know that's like <laughs> That's a good way. I've never heard that before. Makeup sex. Yeah, that's how I view it. All right. So that's what you got for me. Well, trust me, you gonna get this work. Throw it at me. I'll I'll definitely throw it at you. Um. So final one that we got is uh. Ooh, this is a good one actually. Speaking of uh, beef, uh, Fifty Cent actually. Fifty. So this guy is um. You know, making a few headlines himself. Basically, um. He's been very vocal about his dislike for Empire and how he feels as though Empire kind of emulates his show, Power, which is, which uh, airs on Stars, which is a very good show if you haven't is, watched it. Does he it. star in it or does, did he create it, produce he, it? So yeah, he produced it, but he also stars in it as well. Okay. He's not the main character. He's like one of the side characters. Okay. Like first season, you don't really see that much of a role from him. He's kind of like, just kind of in the sidelines yeah, here yeah. and there. Second season, he has a bit more of an active role. I think he's great as a secondary character. Did you see him in um, Southpaw? I did, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw him. He had like that, like, he's kind of like a Don King type of character. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So he's basically been very critical of that show, and he has made some comments about some of the people who act in that show. Taraji P. Henson being one of them. She's so fine, by the way. Mm-hmm, she um, is. And then so the opening scene of the season premiere of uh, Empire last night, uh, her character Cookie was on her was on her phone uh, going through social media, or whatever. It's like, oh, Fifty's trying to talk again. Why he's so thirsty for? So I'm sure everyone who was watching, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Whatever, right? And so then 50 obviously caught wind of this. And then 50 said the following, and I quote, I can't believe Cookie would say some shit like that about me. Thirsty? Me thirsty? Come on, stupid. Uh, He also added, me and Cookie go way back. You know I hit that. Wait, Cookie as in the character said this on the show? Yeah, so Cookie said, why is 50 being so thirsty? And then 50... But on the show? No, no, not the on the show. Oh, you're talking about Taraji. Yeah, so Taraji, okay. as, Taraji as the character of oh, Cookie okay. said, why is 50 being so thirsty? Okay. Yeah. And then... Following? Yeah, because they normally keep in line with like a lot of the current stars in hip-hop, and they kind of interlude them into their stories and stuff like that. As yeah. far, just as far as like name recognition and stuff like that. Right. And then 50 went on and said, oh, uh, me and Cookie go way back. You know I hit that. So it could be a play that he's either just kind of trolling the show more or he's actually insinuating that him and Taraji had a past relationship. So what do you think about that little uh, subliminal shot? Ooh, honestly, I would not be surprised. The plot thickens. It, it totally thickens. And you know what? He's had quite the history with uh, mm-hmm. with women in Hollywood. So I wouldn't Sierra, be surprised Sierra, Vivica A. Fox. All, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting her name? The comedian. comedian. Blonde comedian. Blonde comedian. Oh my gosh. Blonde, How am I forgetting her blonde name? Blonde comedian. This will come to me. Yeah, she had her own. Chelsea Lately. Oh, uh, Chelsea, oh yes, yes. Chelsea yes, Handler. Chelsea Handler. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she. he's had quite the resume. Yeah, he's, he's got a pretty nice roster. Like, yeah, he, he has a nice roster. He cleans up roster. nice. Uh, but I honestly would not be surprised if that was an actual jab. And has she responded? Has she rebuttaled in any way? She hasn't. Not okay, yet. Okay, so okay, that's a clear cut sign. Yeah. That they probably did do it back but in the day. But keep in mind though, this rebuttal came earlier today from 50, and the show premiered last night. So 
Yeah, but it's pretty late. I feel like she's had plenty of time to really stew about this. And if she wanted to say something, she would have. But you know who else? Or maybe she's keeping it classy. My homegirl's probably keeping it classy. Could be. But you know who else uh, took a long time to rebuttal to uh, a certain artist from Toronto? Meek Mill. He took a oh, sweet ass true. time. That's true. That's true. But I think that's that was for a different reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was probably out of fear. With Taraji, she probably has way too much time. I mean, way too much responsibility yeah. in her hands to kind of respond to that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Fair right? enough. And we'll leave it so at working woman she is a working she's yeah. a hard-working woman she's a good-looking woman all the above jeez <laughs> anyway say, there Woo. you go you know one more time for one more that time, one more time one more time for that Boom. there we go definitely that's a, that's a fine-ass woman good lord yeah, she is hot all right and with that being said um it's time to get old school you, you trying to get old school right now every day my friend ladies and gentlemen it's time for the throwback thursday track of the day let's hit it you already know how we do people Hit us up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let us know what you want to hear for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. Now, since like early August, I've been on my West Coast vibe because I saw Strand at Compton and I thought it was a dope ass movie. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you need to see it. I know. It's I'm so really dope. missing out. I saw it three times. Three times? Yeah. I Did said, you get something different out of the second and third time? Listen, I just want to see good cinema. That's all oh, I want to see. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> fair enough, right? So with that being said, I kind of took a break last week from the West Coast vibe, but we're going to bring it right back. But we're going to bridge the gap a little bit. Um, so this artist in particular released his debut album in 2005 all right we're talking 10 years ago and basically what this guy did was bring the west coast back when it was kind of laying dormant and he collaborated with one 50 cents and he was the latest edition of g-unit i am talking about the game all right what happened to the game he's still around actually yeah he's putting out an album soon uh he actually did one of his singles is with drake actually oh great yeah but nonetheless this single right here uh was uh, a part of many great songs that uh, completed the documentary, which was his debut album, which is still his best album, in my opinion. And uh, this one features 50 Cent once again. Ladies and gentlemen, this record right here is called Hate It or Love It. And when we get back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassen, and man, me. Uh, it's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. J-Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. This is an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout-out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love it, man. You're famous. I love it. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. <clears throat> Excusez-moi. You are now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my homegirl, Bridget Truong, in the building. You already know what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show that you have all been waiting for. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame? Who has been crowned? The captain of Coonery. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Right? I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Shout out to 50. Uh, but nonetheless, this week's Wankster, who I like to call a Hall of Shame member of the Wankster of the Week category, is none other than struggling rapper slash the internet's biggest troll, Iggy. Sorry, not Iggy. Um, Azealia Banks. Now... Oh, I like Azealia. 
like uh, you know what? Let me just get to this wankster okay. real quick, okay. and I'll okay. go into it after. Okay. So she is receiving the wow because of the fact that she made quite the scene on an airline this past week. So I will give you the details according to TMZ. So basically, what happened was a passenger sitting next to the rapper on the flight, which was traveling from New York to Los Angeles, spoke to TMZ following the incident to highlight what had happened. And a quote from the passenger. Um, let's see here. A passenger, sorry, a passenger sitting next to Banks tells TMZ when the Delta flight landed just before 1 a.m. Tuesday, Azalea made a beeline for the front door. She had been sitting in seat 6A, but a French couple in the third row was blocking her exit as they pulled their luggage from the overhead bin. So this is the, this is the take from a passenger that was then relayed to TMZ. Now, quote, the eyewitness said Azealia tried to squeeze by the couple when the Frenchman put his hand out. Azealia, we're told, went nuts. The eyewitness said she spit in the man's face, punched him in the face, then clawed his shirt. Now, following the incident, a flight attendant intervened, reportedly telling Banks to calm down and take hold of her baggage. Banks and the flight attendant then engaged in a tug of war over her luggage and filming of the incident ensued. World star. <clears throat> now, the flight's co-pilot then emerged again, attempting to calm Banks down. TMZ reports that the co-pilot informed Banks that the police had been called. She later called the flight attendant a fucking faggot, quote unquote, oh, oh my gosh, and that's awful. right, and exited the plane, dropping her phone in the process. Now, Azia claims that the Frenchman struck her face and struck her around the face, but the eyewitness disputes those claims at all. And then she even was quoted as saying, I don't tolerate bitch assness. <laughs> and then, mean? You know, you know, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Blame Diddy on that. I think Diddy made it up Terrible. actually. Um, and then on top of that, Banks took to her Twitter, of course, to uh, talk about the situation. And basically, she defended her use of the term faggot by saying, you know, and paraphrasing, of course, that she has friends who are gay and she knows other people who are gay. Therefore, it gives her the right to say that word, which is pretty much like a white guy saying, you know, I'm dating a black woman and I also have black kids. Therefore, I can use the N word. But nonetheless... Azealia Banks, you are far too familiar with this category, and you are more so far too familiar, far too familiar with being more familiar about your escapades rather than your actual music. Had you made actual proper music that could expand worldwide, then people would be talking about more of you as an artist than as a sideshow freak. Nobody wants to care about you getting into fights with, with customers at stores, about people throwing stuff at you while you're on stage, or about you trying to call racism whenever someone who isn't black gets ahead of you. So if you're going to continue to bitch about how Iggy Azalea is ahead of you just because you and her had a beef in the past, you're going to talk about how T.I. Is, is a coon because he signed her. No one cares because at the end of the day, we want to hear music from you. But the only way you're keeping yourself relevant is by getting into fights with flight attendants and people who are boarding on side of a, or inside of a plane. And at the end of the day, just because you have friends who are gay, whatever the case may be, it doesn't mean that you can use a derogatory term towards somebody because at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, it is derogatory. It is offensive. It is meant to be offensive. So what you need to do is to crawl back into your little hole or under a bridge like the troll that you are and make some music that's actually going to be relevant. And then, maybe then, we might be inclined to waste our breath to talk about you. But as far as I'm concerned, this is the last time that you will be getting the wankster because you are not worth the time or day or the press that you'll be getting after this. So, with that being said. <laughs> Amen.
Thank you. Do you deserve the wax of the week? Of course you do. With that being said, we're about to drop on you one more time, just like this. If I can find that drop real quick. Ah, oh, found it right here. Bridget, your take on this. Okay, can I please revoke my previous comment? <laughs> um, okay, and I say this because... Uh, okay, you know what? It's been a while since I've heard about Azalea Banks. Yeah. And I enjoyed her first album. Okay, was it like 2 on 2 or something yeah. like that? Okay. Yeah, and it's been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been um, like, two, what, 2012 it came out or something? It came out, yeah, I think it came out like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was a huge fan of that album. But yes, it's been a while since I've heard anything come out of the Azalea Banks front yeah and if that is in fact true mm -hmm. she should not be even mentioned in the same breath as iggy azalea yeah. or ti or anything like yeah. that like she no do not why are we wasting our time talking about her right That's like terrible make music you know not well, headlines well or positive headlines yeah are you really getting out there and causing that much trouble over nothing and spitting in people's faces who would do that? She's a wild child. I don't know do how she's still signed. That's terrible. She needs to get dropped. She needs to Who get. Who is she with? Which label is she with? I think she's on an independent label, actually. Oh. But nonetheless, she needs to get dropped immediately because this girl I mean, is. She, she has talent, though. It's wasted talent. It's, it actually is wasted talent because she's is. not bad, but no. I find her too hypocritical. Like, she'll judge other rappers or any other artists in hip hop for not being authentic, but her music doesn't sound like traditional hip hop music. It sounds very worldly, which isn't bad, but. You know, let's call a spade a spade. You know, yeah. this is a pot calling the kettle black. So just stick to your word. In other words, be true. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> there you go. I love that. That was great. Right? Yes. Perfect segue. You know what you're doing. So speaking of be true, actually, what I wanted to ask you before we head off the air, um, I feel I find that it's more than just a clever acronym for your name. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it means something more. What does it mean to you? It does it? You know what? Um, it's all about living your most authentic life. And that's what I strive to do every single day. Yeah. Life is way too short. I think the other day I read that um, the average life expectancy for a Canadian is 80 years old, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, but if you really think about it, it's not that long. Yeah, it's not that long from now. Yeah. No, and I think it's really important uh, to really achieve pure happiness every single day. And mm -hmm. to do so, it's all about living your most authentic life and being who you are exactly who you're meant to be. For sure. Um, and don't do it for anyone else but yourself. Yeah. So um, that's what I strive to do every single day. And with my the content I create, that's what I try to encourage people to do too. So hopefully, I don't know, hopefully it takes off. Absolutely. And what yeah. type of content are you creating right now anyway? Uh, I'm creating videos. So I have a YouTube series called Bridging the Gap. And okay. it's all, uh, every episode I feature uh, an unsung hero mm -hmm. in our city, in Toronto. Yes. Uh, that's doing something that's passion and purpose driven and adding value to society in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's like my main focus right now. And I have a blog as well at bridgestrong.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, Hosting the watch list on CHCH and mm -hmm. talking to uh, celebrities when they're whenever they're in town. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, Bridget, uh, how can we get in contact with you on uh, social media? Oh, you can find me at Bridget Trong pretty much on all platforms. Yes. So Twitter and Instagram. I'm a huge grammar. I love to gram. Yeah. Is that is that a thing? But I, <laughs> I guess so. It is now. Yeah. Find me at, at Bridget Trong and I'd love to connect with whoever's listening. For sure. For yeah. sure. Bridget, thank you so much for coming through. You already know you're welcome to come through anytime Daniel thanks for having me and I will take you up on that I've had a blast oh man I'm glad so you did fun. I'm glad Woo! you did Can thank you one, one more one more, one more. Yeah. I'll get you one more how about that I guess like the most times I've ever hit the cool button really? just, yeah oh, most times you're making records over here <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, you already know how we do, man. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at cool underscore radio if you want more content. We are also on SoundCloud as well. So make sure you catch all full podcasts on SoundCloud at cool radio and make sure you follow that as well. Coming soon, we will be going on iTunes as well. So make sure you, uh, you stay tuned for that. Also, we are on, tw- I just mentioned Twitter. Yep. You can find me on Twitter, you know, on uh, DM at Sorry, at DM underscore cool. There you go. And then also, we are on YouTube. If you want to catch all video clips, make sure you catch them at cool underscore radio. And then follow us on Facebook and like us on Facebook. Once again, cool radio, but no underscore this time. Um, Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is your man, DM Cool. And just to let you all know that cool radio is a division of cool click media and entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. So with that being said, keep it gravy and wavy. We are out. Out of here. Peace. Cool.